The Ghosts of Cable Television. It's a new report. This is the Business News Headlines for Friday, the first day of March. Thanks for being with us again and a brand new month. In other news, are our railroads safe? Some are doubting that. Public money for private schools? That is an issue that's been brewing in Nebraska. We've got the Wall Street Report and more bad news for a startup EV company. It's like those hits. Those hits just keep coming. Let's go. Insight on business news and comment with Michael Libby is made possible through the support of Tarot International, the premier interpersonal skills, research, and corporate training company. Achieve, lead, and outclass with Tarot. T-E-R-O.com. Focus and Find, a high-level, socially responsible search firm helping major corporations in their search for diverse talent. Focusandfind.com. Funding also comes from the National Tractor Parts Dealer Association, an international organization supporting the new and used agricultural and construction parts industry. Learn more at ntpda.com. Thank you, Hunter Pease, and welcome to this, the first day of March of 2024. I'm your host, Michael Libby, for the Business News Headlines. Grateful that you're spending some time with us again today. And uh, yeah, happy March. That means St. Patrick's Day is just around the corner. Our son's birthday is coming up. I mean, what could be better, right? And winter has kind of dissipated here in the Midwest, at least so far. All right, stay with us on this as we take a deep dive into the changing viewing habits of Americans. Remember back in the day when cable TV shows were all the rage? We knew so many shows, from Beavis and Butthead to The Sopranos. Well, that has now changed as consumer viewing habits look to other areas for entertainment. The Associated Press is reporting that few cable and satellite networks are a force anymore. It's the byproduct of sudden changes in how people entertain themselves. Several have lost more than half of their audience in a decade. They've essentially become ghost networks, filling their schedules with reruns and barely trying to push toward anything new. Cable TV, if you remember, took flight in the 1980s, breaking the iron grip of ABC, CBS, and NBC. Essentially, the first fragmentation of media, Cable brought people with common interests together. Some folks had MTV. Black folks had BET. Middle-aged women bonded over lifetime, and fans of home remodeling convened around HGTV. Nickelodeon and Disney became de facto babysitters. CNN, Fox News Channel, and MSNBC changed the nation's political discourse. ESPN occupied sports fans. HBO and Showtime and later networks like FX and AMC offered edgier fare that broadcasters shied away from. Well, today, MTV is a ghost. Its average primetime audience of 256,000 people in 2023 was down from 807,000 in 2014. That's according to Nielsen. General Interest USA Network's nightly audience tumbled 69% in the same time span. And that was before January's announcement that viewer magnet WWE Raw was switching to Netflix. Without favorites like The Walking Dead or Better Call Saul, AMC's primetime viewership sunk 73%. The Disney Channel, birthplace to young stars like Miley Cyrus, Hilary Duff, and Selena Gomez, lost an astonishing 93% of its audience 
from 1.96 million in 2014 to 132,000 just last year. TBS, TNT, History, Lifetime, FX, A&E, BET, E! Entertainment, Sci-Fi, Comedy Central, VH1, and Discovery have all lost at least half of their 2014 audience. In 2015, some 87% of American homes had a cable or satellite television subscription. That's according to the Nielsen Company. By 2023, last year, only 47% of homes subscribed. If fewer people have cable, then obviously fewer are watching. But it's a classic chicken-and-egg situation. Have the number of subscribers dropped because people feel the networks have less to offer? Or is less being offered because there are fewer viewers? So what's going on? TikTok, YouTube, and gaming are supplanting television in occupying people who are simply looking to fill some time. Yes, there are still success stories out there, but the exodus will most likely continue. Our thanks to the Associated Press for this stunning report on viewership in the U.S. Sorry for that long story, but we found it pretty interesting. Today, Wall Street ended the day in the green, and the S&P 500 had a smashing day, ending the week above 5,100. Those numbers are coming at you in just a bit. The question is this. Are our railroads safe? Over the past several months, we've seen enough railroad accidents to indicate they may not be, and now other groups are saying the same thing. The AP is reporting that the latest rail layoffs this week, combined with an investment fund's ongoing campaign for control of Norfolk Southern, are renewing concerns among unions and regulators about the effects all the cuts might have on safety and service. The worries about the lean operating model the major freight railroads have embraced for several years as they cut roughly one-third of their workforce are not new. It relies on fewer longer trains that require fewer locomotives, workers, and rail cars. Now, the railroads have defended their approach as a sound strategy to make the most of the resources without jeopardizing safety. But the industry has acknowledged that service suffered particularly in 2022 after the railroads cut too deep during the pandemic. All of the major freight railroads and the Ancora Holdings investors who are targeting Norfolk Southern have repeatedly stressed they are committed to improving safety, especially after last year's disastrous derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. Efforts to impose new safety rules on the industry have largely stalled since that crash, though the industry has taken several steps on its own, like installing hundreds more trackside detectors to help spot mechanical problems. But the chairman of the Surface Transportation Board, Martin Oberman, told an industry gathering that he believes Wall Street's focus on boosting short-term profits, stock buybacks, and dividends undermines safety and service. The unions representing thousands of workers, they tend to agree. Here in Iowa, the governor and the legislature signed into law a move that now puts public taxpayer dollars toward private school tuition. The voters did not have a say in this $7,500 per pupil giveaway. Well, now Nebraska is in play as their top election official has ruled that voters will get to decide this year whether to repeal a law that gives taxpayer money for private school scholarships. 
But both Nebraska Secretary of State Bob Evnon and State Senator Luann Lynham, who authored the school choice law and sought to have the repeal effort kept off the ballot, acknowledge that the courts will ultimately decide if the repeal question makes it onto November's ballot. Evnon said in a news release that he consulted state law and previous state attorney general opinions before concluding that the referendum question is legal and will appear on the November ballot, unless otherwise ordered by a court. The conflict stems from Linen's law passed last year, allowing millions of dollars in state tax money to be diverted to organizations that grant private school tuition scholarships. That passage set up a battle between powerful education unions and heavily funded conservative groups trying to make their mark on school policies following COVID-19 lockdowns and ongoing fights over transgender policies. Three words, watch this space. It was a banner day on Friday as the three major indexes all closed in the green. U.S. stocks closed out another winning week. The S&P 500 rose eight-tenths of a percent on Friday, closing at 51.37, while the Dow was up two-tenths of a percent to finish the week at 39,087, and the Nasdaq put up a whopping 1.1%, or 183 points, to end at 16,274. More leaps for Dell and other companies on excitement around artificial intelligence technology helped drive the market. Dell soared more than 31% on Friday. Pressure on the 10-year Treasury yield pushed that down to 4.182%, and West Texas Intermediate Crude gained over a buck 55 to $79.81 a barrel. And finally, there is this, and this is about the bad news that keeps coming for EV makers. In a securities and exchange filing, Fisker, the electric vehicle startup, said it's running out of cash and there is substantial doubt it will survive the year. Founder and CEO Henrik Fisker indicated the California-based EV maker is negotiating with a major automaker for a financial lifeline and will streamline the company by cutting 15% of its staff. Shares have dropped more than 25% since Fisker released its full-year report earlier this week. Well, that's a wrap and a reminder that we're back for Insight on Business, the News Hour. We can review this Sunday at noon central and only on News Talk 1540 KXEL. For all of us who put this together each day, Chap Ramsey is our production guru, Aaron Libby, sales and marketing. The voice of the Business News Hour is Hunter Pease, and the music you're listening to right now is created by our friend James Goodlett of Jam Good Productions. For all those folks, my name's Michael Libby, wishing you a pleasant weekend. Be safe. Be well, be careful. Most of all, be good to your fellow man. Good day.